Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, November 25th, 2022. Suck it, Cornwallis, indeed. Wow. USA. 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 It's game day, baby. United States versus England in a massive World Cup game. That intro just hit a little different today, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm pumped. Two o'clock today. We're certainly going to talk about it. Happy Black Friday to you. Happy day after Thanksgiving. Happy Governor's Cup Eve. Whatever you may be celebrating, happy day to you. Hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving with friends or family, and if not, then whoever you care about, and maybe just by yourself, which is always a good time just chilling with yourself. So whatever you whatever you were doing, hope you enjoyed it. A lot to be thankful for. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush, how the heck are you? I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm doing well. I, it was a... Uh, it was a... Eventful morning, like I had the the two boys waking up at the same time, got one fed, got the other one uh, in front of a TV to distract them, got the other one back down, and then uh, a soccer game, a shocking soccer game, a shocking result this morning to really jar us awake on the, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was... Uh... That was wild. I got up around, I don't know, 6, 6.15. Not, not, a, not a voluntary wake up, but been up since then. Tried to lay down for like two minutes. And I was like, oh, crap. I got to remember for the next few days, for the next like week, World Cup games will be on uh, right. when, when you wake up. So I got up and, and got my day started. And then kind of like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, oh, my gosh, not just a World Cup game. This is a United States group stage. This is a huge game with implications to the United States. So Roush watched the, the implications, uh, the, the implications, yep. watch the final 20 minutes of it. And holy smokes. Well, I guess really with that, with stoppage time, probably 30 minutes of it. Holy smokes. An absolutely wild finish. Scoots, did you get to see it? Uh, I did not. No, I, I just saw you all both tweet about it. And I was like, so I had to ask Roush. I was like, who lost this morning? Oh, man. I, I'm like you. I kind of forgot that soccer's on this early in the morning. 
So that's on me. Yeah, by the time we figure it out too, like the group stage will be over. It yep. won't. It, mm-hmm. it, it, right. It'll be done, uh, <laughs> and we'll just be getting up at five a.m. for 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 nothing. Well, before we get into to brass tack, Scoots, how was your Thanksgiving? How are you, buddy? Thanksgiving was really good. I'm I'm good now. My heart's full. My belly's full. Um, it, it was just a good day yesterday. Although I did have to work eight and a half hours, but it was a freaking ghost town. So it really wasn't like I was working. I was actually getting paid to watch soccer and then football yesterday, which was pretty awesome. So I I can't complain. Look at, look at Scooch. Most people, I'd have to work. I had to work. It was hard. You know, he's just a, he's just an optimistic fellow. Well, here's the thing. It's not only was I getting paid to watch soccer and football yesterday, but it was time and a half. So for me, it's it's kind of a no-brainer. We ha- we always have to work one of the holidays, and I'm not. I am ref- I refuse to work Christmas or Christmas Eve. So I usually do the Thanksgiving and then New Year's New Year's Eve deal every year. So yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think that's a a bad strategy. Sounds like somebody like you have thought it out your, yourself, and you've got a system. And glad that it went well. And just remember, Scoots, the best kind of full there is is being thankful. That's true. That's a really cheesy dad joke, but uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> just something to remember this, this holiday, this holiday season. Well, good. I'm 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 happy. It was an awesome sports day. TJ, how uh, was your Thanksgiving? Before we move thank, on, gosh, I probably one of like the the wildest Thanksgivings that I'll maybe Ooh. ever ever have. It, not you tell. For, not for any good story's sake. So don't get excited if you thought that something juicy was about to what was about to be told. But um. Just randomly, it, it wasn't randomly. There were there were reasons and rationale. But my family, all my my mom's side, they always we always do our big Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, and it's usually Thanksgiving dinner, and we'll play like a trivia game. It's a lot of fun. It got moved to Saturday for the first time in league history. I'm not too sure as to to. I mean, I, I am sure as to why, but um, but it was kind of like, dude, let's take a vote. And a lot of people wanted to recount um, that maybe that there was some election fraud. A lot of misinformation Ooh, yeah. and polling boosts and along those lines. So it got moved to Saturday, which actually was going to kind of work out well because everybody except for Hannah's close family is from out of town. And they had some out-of-towners that were coming in, which doesn't often happen around the holidays. So it was like, all right, we'll get to spend just the whole Thanksgiving day with them and we won't have to worry about going somewhere else. So actually, it actually worked out well that it got moved to Saturday. Well, sure enough, it was like, as the week progressed, well, so and so, they're not going to make it up from Nashville. He he tested positive, and then like as the week went on, well, they're not going to make it down from Cleveland, and blah blah. You know, they they she thinks she may have the flu, and then this stunk. But yesterday, Hannah's parents were like, "We don't feel good," and it was like, "Oh no!" So we went from like having, I mean, usually what is a super busy day. It turned out like we didn't have anybody to even really like hang out with and or nothing to really do. So we kicked around a few ideas. Obviously, you can always go to the track on Thanksgiving, which which would have been a good time. You can never go wrong with that. But the weather was so nice, Scoots. We got out on the golf course and we just took Lucy and just let her like run around on the course. And there was there was like one other group out on the course. So we basically had the course to ourselves. Hannah's sister's just like getting into golf. So it was kind of the perfect time for her to be able to take her time and hit balls and stuff like that. And I don't know if Hannah's gotten to play since she had the baby. So it was nice for her to shake off some of the rust. And 
Uh, it wasn't the fastest nine holes that we've ever played. It was a it was a slower round, but the weather was so perfect that it was it, that it ended up being one of my favorite Thanksgivings, all things considered. And then since you know we were only in charge of certain foods, it was going to be a collective effort for the big family dinner that we just ended up ordering Chinese and made for a, a really nice little Thursday. Watched sports. We made a fire once we got back to the house and. Uh, it was great, Scooch. Long answer, but uh, a, a nice way to say it was a really nice Thursday. Not the way we expected. It was a little shaky at times, but ended up making for a, a really nice Thanksgiving. So much to be grateful for. So thank you for asking. That That is awesome. I'm really jealous that you got to get out on the golf course. There is nothing better than getting to golf on a winter holiday, whether that's Thanksgiving, Christmas, Ooh, New yeah. Year's. Like yeah. Those golf days are immaculate. I think I did a Christmas uh, one time not – like a couple of years back, like probably I remember it being you probably did because it was really warm. Like three years ago, I remember I played yeah. on Christmas Eve. Yeah, um, I was surprised there wasn't more people out there. I, I, again, like you know, I know most people may have plans, but not everybody does. Or plans can can change or get turned upside on their uh, upside down. But it, it was so nice out that weather. Ooh, that was that was perfect. And Roush, all of a sudden, Saturday's weather for the Governor's Cup looks a little bit better. Oh, I, I have not been paying attention to the forecast. Is it uh, no more rain on the plains? Well, uh, sure. But I actually haven't checked today, so it could be egg in, in my face. But all of a sudden yesterday, I looked at the forecast, and it went from, you know, like 75% chance of rain to one. Like, literally, it just said one on my phone. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, that's crazy. Uh, um, now, let's now see. Now it's up to 7%. But yeah, so like what looked like it was going to be a wet, cold, soaky, gray Saturday is now it's going to be clear, all things considered. Mm, I mean, maybe I don't like it. Oh, you'd rather it be messy. I'd love to watch Malik Cunningham hold on to a football with a cast on his hand in the rain. Really? Yeah, from, from a game standpoint, you're probably right. That's right, right. Point. It's going to be better for the crowd, though. Um, and you know what? We, we could use a good crowd game because this one... The, the the rivalry hasn't had the best ones, and it feels like it really in Lexington either, um, because Lowell fans just don't go to that. They, they don't go to their own games in town, so like, why would they drive an hour to go to a game? So uh, it, it it's pretty reliant on Kentucky fans showing up, and I, I understand if it's going to be a complete washout. Now it looks like Sunday is going to be the washout, and uh, Saturday sixty degrees. Nice. You watch Sunday on out. I don't care. I want I want to have one more fun catter day at the Krogue for the football season, and I, I don't want to be miserable. That Ooh, so Bowden, that means you're you're skipping Thanksgiving dinner altogether. Are you going to be disheartened without a year of turkey and dressing? Um, that is a good. I did think about that. Like I probably won't have like any turkey this year, which is which is strange. But I did for Friendsgiving, and it was the fried turkey, which is the goat turkey. Oh, so if nice, I'm gonna, if nice. I'm only gonna have one, may as well make it the 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 top shelf, if you know what I mean. I've got I some do, leftovers uh, if you want them. Hey, oh. you know what, Scoots? That's nice you'd offer. That's nice. <laughs> I, I, offer. I appreciate your your family's uh, willingness to just be like, oh well, Audible's been called. Like, let's just. Do what we got to do and enjoy our time together. Because that sounds like a, I, I saw the, uh, I don't know if it was Instagram or whatever video. And I was like, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. Just like bringing a baby out in the golf course and whacking the ball around on a nice day. Oh, my gosh. She absolutely loved it. Um, she just like, whether it was like seeing a ball on the green and having something to go run towards and pick up or just like 
nature and outside is still just like a fun newer concept to her so like even just like running up a hill a slight hill is like the she'll sit on the ground and laugh afterwards but (laughs) uh, it was the cutest thing in the world the only issue with doing something like that is like you you need the course to be a little bit open and most of the time courses won't be open but she was great like you know not that she's a really difficult baby to begin with but like she was especially easy out on the golf course uh, she was just having having the time of her life, and yes, I, it is unfortunate. I will be missing family Thanksgiving on on Saturday to go to the football game, but I haven't missed a UK U of L football game since like oh two, maybe, um, maybe, Ooh, yeah. May, maybe, yeah, maybe oh four. Um, that's a that's a nice streak 05. there. No oh three oh three. Final answer, Bob. <laughs> Final answer. So it is a nice streak. I mean, and like I, I will see. I will see some family earlier in the morning, but uh, I'll miss them, and they'll have a great time. And if I, if it wasn't for the football game, it would be a, a real hoot. But gotta go, gotta go watch the cats and the cards. And Roush, the yeah. wife pulled a fast one on me. She was out on the game when the weather was bad, but now back then didn't want me. Now the weather good. She all back in on going to the game. Huh. Interesting. Interesting how that works out. Uh, Which I, but, I like, I totally understand. I mean, yeah, who yeah. like who would want to sit out in the rain and watch U of L football? Exactly, exactly. But a big shout out to nice weather on Thanksgiving, though, because uh, I think this is the first time where we've like like Duke was outside like playing football with all the other boys, and they were just running around like hooligans for you know on and on and on and on. Thanksgiving so much nicer when you can get out and kind of spread your legs a little bit, and it's not basically just another Christmas, you know. So. Thanksgiving, great holiday, great football games yesterday. I, 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 I saw the World Cup this morning, did not watch any yesterday. It was just all all football all day, and um, pretty much all of the games, except for the Cowboys one, were good. Um, and if you had money on it, that, that went down to the wire as well. So it was uh, an exciting day of action. Uh, TJ, I, there's two things I, I want to get to quickly about the action over the last 24 hours. One is... Uh, Mississippi State did not do Kentucky any bowl favors um, because it by beating Ole Miss, probably knocking other teams down a peg. Uh, the the explanation of it, I, I'm not very clear on it right now because there's well, uh, I, I just know it's bad. But we'll just leave it at that because uh, there's there's so many moving parts. But it's not good for Kentucky's bowl standing. I need you to explain to me though why the Iran win is bad for the u.s it's or? not it's not bad it's just like a tie would have been the a tie would have just made everything so nice it would have it would have almost made like the england going into the england game just a, a much better feeling because the united states could have forcibly played for a draw against england and just had tied their way to the group stage like through the group stage which is uh, a, a rare and amazing opportunity to have, assuming England would have beaten Wales or even tied Wales, it wouldn't have mattered. Um, you could have really potentially have tied your way through. Um, again, I think England would have beat Wales, but if they would have tied. That being said, now that Iran has won, Iran, Iran, I know people. some people get worked up about that, just I wouldn't let it bother you more than anything else. But uh, now like the United States will have to win on Tuesday against Iran instead of like where a tie could have been acceptable. 
the good uh, if they're but so like out of all the options when the Wales Iran game, Iran winning was number two. So it could have been worse, all things considered. A tie would have been number one, and just to have it like in the final minute, you know, break away from that uh, was great drama for TV. But it's not really, you know, it's not the end of the world. But it could it would have been better. A tie would have been the best option. Now you'll most likely have to beat Iran, and Iran can probably play for a draw on Tuesday, and that makes a team tougher to beat when they can play for a tie because they're probably going to pack it in a little bit. Um, so, you know, but true, you should, yeah. if you're the United States, you should beat Iran, you, you, you know, even if they are packing it in, you should be able to, to do enough to beat them. So Tuesday becomes really, really, really important, and today – a loss really doesn't mean as much. Uh, a win would be great, obviously. A tie doesn't do anything really for you. That doesn't change the implications for Tuesday. So go out there and win today, and, and it changes kind of the, the narrative. But Tuesday, absolutely colossal game against Iran. The uh, the winner of that one most likely goes through the knockout stage, regardless of what happens today. Okay, okay. I um, How did Wales have two points going into today's game? They only had one. Or was that somebody just counting ahead that Iran got the tie? Okay. Yeah, that must have been. That must have been it. All right. That's why you don't count your chickens before they roost, right? You know. That's why you don't count the Welsh dragon on their flag before it roosts, or whatever dragons do. Burn down Um, King's Landing. I think they roost, right? We we saw. um, Oh yeah, Damon. He went through the 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 dragon poop and found the egg. Yeah. Everybody knows how dragon eggs are made. Yeah, Everybody. Them out. Uh, we do love the Thornton's text line. It was uh, a little quiet over the holiday, as one may expect. We, we still actually have a few texts from from Tuesday's sh- or Wednesday's show, whatever day it was, Wednesday's show to catch up on, and uh, we will get to that. The Cats actually did play a game, a uh, basketball game. We will probably talk a little bit about that momentarily and then it is the governor's cup preview show we're going to talk cats and cards roush you mentioned it earlier it is something that i bring up every two years when the game is in lexington i am always just absolutely shocked how few uofl fans make the trip they're losers both like friends and family that i know like none of them go like none of them go care to go want to go even talk about going and on a holiday weekend like what wait is that because they never have a shot in the game? Because I feel like this year is going to be different. I mean, Louisville clearly has a shot to win this game. I think you're going to see more people travel from the Louisville fan base. Back in, like, you know, 2007, 2005, they had more, but it still wasn't, like, a ton. But now it's 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 horrible. Out of, like, only Vandy regularly on the schedule brings fewer fans to Kroger Field. That's not a joke. Every other like yeah. regular opponent, SEC opponent that Kentucky will play, with the exception of Vanderbilt, brings more fans. Georgia will have had three times as many fans right. last week that Louisville have, and mm-hmm. and it's not rivalrying. I just I don't really understand it. Roush, I think you probably actually nailed it. Like if they don't go to games in their own city, they're obviously not going to travel for it, and that's probably the, the the crux of it. But I also just wonder if they're just like scared, you know. Because they have well, this like they have this like Louisville. It's the it's the the mecca of civilization. We're not going outside Jefferson County. Are you kidding me? Uh, into the hollers, into the into the sticks. That I do, or like you know, 
sadly, maybe well, they, if I was a Uval fan, I'd just say, well, you all don't serve beer, so I'm not going. Yeah, you all yeah. discriminatory alcohol, and then it'd be like egg on our face. But it is always shocking to me how few of fans make the trip. Well, and I, I remember uh, it was uh, – I forget exactly who it was, but there was a – I almost got into a fight up there. I'm not going back again. It's like – like that's like not saying that it can't happen at Cardinal Stadium as well. Like, are you really that afraid to go into enemy territory? That like, oh man, they're gonna they're gonna beat on my hood and they're gonna be mean to me and blah 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 blah. It's like, if you think it's bad, be a Kentucky fan going up to the Cardinal Stadium. Now, granted, it's not as bad because uh, it's about fifty percent of UK fans every time they're there because they have a stadium that has way more capacity than they have actual fans. Um, but it is weird because I remember going to, I, I want to say it was the Charlie strong, uh, Joker Phillips. It was Joker's only win in the series. He had Randall Cobb back in 2010 and that felt like a, not a split crowd, but that was a pretty the Trent guy game. Uh, did, did he get the late interception? I think he, he muffed that fumble. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Although that was Cragthorpe. Because that was Cragthorpe, and that was 09. Are you talking about at UK? Yeah, there was a game at UK that was really ugly, and there was a ton of turnovers, and UK won by like 10. Kentucky was like a sizable favorite, but Louisville actually played them really close and had a chance to win. But Trent Guy muffed a fumble, and it kind of locked up the game. And Satterfield – or Satterfield, Cragthorpe, you can't really tell the difference sometimes. But (laughs) Cragthorpe in like the press conference – was just like anybody that's got a problem with Trent guys got a problem with me. And like all the reporters were like, Oh no, nobody was really taking that angle. Like he had a pretty good game. We understand mistakes happen, but he was just like way, he was trying to have like a Gundy moment. Like that's my guy. I'll, I'll, I'll kill people for him. Um, and I actually think that that was his first game back after getting shot. And the announcer made that goof of like, he couldn't hold on to that bullet, and it was really awkward. You remember that at all? Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> you don't remember that? Well, I, I would have been in the stands for it, too, and that was – I might not have even been on Twitter at that time. Yeah, this this may have even been like a viral like message board, go to YouTube moment. You know, right. like, hey, see this link. You won't believe what the commentator said. But uh, that was a good guy. I, I, could, I could recall pretty much any UK L game over the last 20 years. Obviously, I'll get some of the stuff wrong, but – uh, it's a it's a fun little rivalry, and I and I like it so much more when UK is on top. Ah, I do too. Scoots, I do too. How, how's little How's little Howard doing? Uh, oh, yeah, a l- little dusty, but he's he's still here. That's that's the main thing, right? He's at the good studios. Yeah. Yes, I hope he had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll get him nice and groomed for the big game on Saturday. Little Howard is a. Uh, how do we even get little Howard? <laughs> Where, where did Little Howard come from? Yeah, I don't know the origin. Little I, Howard stumbled upon the studio. Yeah. It's a little stuffed animal horse. And a playoff Little Sebastian from Parks and Rec, but Howard Schnellenberger we thought was a fitting name. And the winner of UK and UofL football gets to keep Little Howard. And that being said, Little Howard has only, between Trevor Kelsey and Mike Rutherford and our shows, uh, Little Howard only knows UK Blue, though, since his... Since his creation, how has John Bowl not done a story about this? I mean, that's, that's just great journalism. Yeah, I don't understand. A lot of people say that the Little Howard Trophy is the best trophy in rivalry radio. People have been also, saying that for years. We we started this show in what? Oh, eighteen. Oh, 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 eighteen. 
Oh, 18. So mm-hmm. undefeated. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really embarrassing for, for the U of L folks. Uh, but we'll talk about the game. We, we did on, on Wednesday some X and O's. I thought it was actually a pretty good discussion. We'll get back into that. We want to read the Thornton's text line, and we want you to go to a Thornton's. A lot of people may not have work today. Whether you do or don't, I can spin it both ways. If you don't have work, go pick up donuts for the family at Thornton's. It's easy. They're ginormous. They're filling. They're good. And uh, you'll, you'll really enjoy the product there. If you are going into work, it stinks. There's really no other way around it. I've got a little work to do today, but I'm lucky enough where it's not going to be anything too bad. Go get some coffee, get yourself a treat. And remember, if you're not a Refresh and Rewards member, you can download today. You're going to become one and you're going to get a free breakfast on Thornton's breakfast sandwich and a drink of your choice. Whichever sandwich you like, whatever drink you like with, you know, some read the rules on the on the app. They, they'll cover it all there. But it's a great deal from Thornton's, and they're always giving away things, trying to get you to save money because it matters. Every little bit matters. So check out Thornton's today. They're all throughout town. We love them. Let's go to our first break. We'll come back. We'll get into the Governor's Cup, breaking down the cats and the cards. Maybe also talk a little U.K. basketball as well. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Davis. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Remember the time Bobby tackled the referee by mistake? Uh, Yeah, that was pretty funny. How about the time he tackled the guy from Louisville and threw him into the stands? We're on the microphone, our MCs. You like the way you we like swing? swing. We'll listen close and make sure you don't miss a thing. Don't you know that we're the microphone masters? No to MCs. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on your Friday. You're having a great start to your morning. We appreciate you listening, whether you're working, not working, whatever you've got going on. Thanks for tuning in to Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, replay of the show 9 to 11, and you can get Kentucky Roll Call any time of the day, anywhere, by the podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating and review if you don't mind. We're always appreciative of that, and uh, enjoy the show. You can also tell your Siri, Alexa, play Big X Sports Radio. You got the tune in. Scoots will always yell at you about the call-in number, so plenty of ways to listen. If you've ever got any questions, you let us know. And let's just all, wherever you are right now, just a round of applause for Scoots. We're doing the show today because of him. We left we, we left it up to him. I think Roush and I kind of wanted to talk a little UK, UofL. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking for Roush on that. But it was Scoots was going to be have to be the one to get up on a day off, do the show. And he said, let's do it. So guy, the guy never takes he, – he's, he's got no time. Because he's always working, he's busy, and he's thoughtful. Way to go, Scoots! Thanks. I don't. I don't. Sometimes I don't understand my own mindset. Like, I, like I told you all, I would have loved to sleep in this morning, but it just felt like the right thing to do. The people would want a UK U of L pregame show. If it was any other game, I'd have been like, forget you all, sleeping in. See you Monday. Well, and also, you know, to make it up to you, if if UK. Were to lose, we'll take the Monday off as our retrospective Friday off. How about that? I was actually going to offer that deal, so it's pretty funny that you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in a thousand percent. 
<laughs> Some people would say maybe that's a little cowardice not going on air <laughs> The, the, the day after the rivalry, the first chance you get after a rivalry loss. And then I'd say, our buddy Scoots needs a break. Yeah. All right? And if you're going to deny Scoots a break, why don't you get a heart? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we did. We put the ball in Scoots' court. We said, if you want a day off, we totally understand. No big deal. We'll just we'll, – we'll, I think one year we recorded a podcast, and uh, we could have done that. We just, again, kind of ran out of time with everything this year. But he said, let's do it. No well, big deal. So that's the reason we're on this morning. Shout out to Scoots. So we'll have to do the podcast next year because Roush is in town next year, and which is why we did that last year. Because Trevor brought that up to me. He was like, I thought you all normally do like a pre-recorded show. I was like, well, Roush is in Ohio. So, and he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot he does that every year. So we'll have well, to do that next year. We also just like did it in advance, like on like a Monday. And mm-hmm. this year we were... You know, there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, true. There's a lot going on. Yeah, so it, it is. It is what it is. And uh, but I'm I'm happy we're doing the show today, uh, the hardest working radio show in the city. That's right. Of Jeffersonville, Indiana. Competition? Maybe not. Is there any Ooh. other radio show, shows in Jeffersonville? Uh, obviously, the Spears show, but you know he's, he's well working. We would have to compete with um, Jeffersonville's radio station, the high school. They do a lot of sports stuff. Oh, yeah, they definitely are harder working than we are. <laughs> they yeah, they no are some hard working kids, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, shout me. out to all the soccer losers out there who are telling me it's actually not a big upset that Iran beat Wales. So all of you all think this is a big upset. It's not. Just come on. No, my mentions also kind of blew up with soccer talk about like goal differential and stuff like that. I yeah, it's not. Dorks. I, I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! You know who's a bunch of dorks too. Scott What's that? Tots. <laughs> Has he said anything goofy this week? No, but he did admit that his words were it got a little sideways on us. Whenever it was a fourteen-seven game, and I forgot what started it. I remember Malik on the play after actually punching Vito Tisdale in the face and not getting called for anything. Um, but it was like the play before. There was like a scuffle on the sideline and things got a little hairy. You know, it was your typical Kentucky just punking Louisville's ass out sort of stuff. And I, I know some people, they don't like the extracurriculars. I love it. It's it's a personal preference thing. But I do think in this rivalry, there it, it, it's been a net positive for UK. Um, in 2014, you don't really have a fighting shot in that game unless you come out ready to fight them before the game. Uh, in 2017, you were you. I, I saw Lamar Jackson pregame. You weren't going to lose. It. You weren't going to beat that guy that day. The trash cans are not the reason why you lost that football game. Um, but overall, Kentucky's the, they've used their emotional energy for the positive, and I, I think that that's a real card that Stoops knows how to play to know how to fuel them without going overboard. Whereas the last year, Satterfield was like, well. We let our emotions overtake us. They got the best of us, and it cost us. And so they're telling their guys, like, hey, we got to we gotta keep it in check, keep our minds in check. We can't let this distract us from the game. Meanwhile, Stoops, and then they take another approach. They're like, let's get so fired up that we just want to murder them. So it's, it's – it's, it's, I can tell, though, Scott's a little bit more peeved about it. Like, I think he gets it more now because he hears about it year-round, about how he's a big loser and always loses, like a loser in this game. 
but I still think that Kentucky has the upper hand when it comes to playing the emotional card in this series. Yeah, I, well, I'll tell whether you like it or you don't like it. You're gonna you're gonna see it on Saturday, and it will be. I, I actually am. Who cares? You know, if I'm wrong, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna bring it up, and if I'm right, I'll toot my own horn and we'll move on from it. But I bet uh, Saturday is especially chippy. More so than even other games. Like I don't, I won't, I don't, won't go as far as predicting a trash can. But like this is going to be an emotions boil over game for the loser. If it's Kentucky, whoa, what like a horrible way to end what was such a season filled with promise. And the emotions will maybe it'll even be like on Kentucky's own sideline. But like emotions will boil over if things aren't going UK's way, and they go out losing to their rival. And I think you'll see that on the field if it. U of L losing. Uh, this will be like another Charlie Brown kicking the football. We actually once again talked ourselves into thinking we have another chance and we lose to our rival again. And if they see Will Levis like throwing L's down, running all over him one more time, they're probably going to try to take a cheap shot or, or just try to fight it out. So I think whatever team, I think it's going to be even more so than normal. You are right that normally Kentucky keeps it in check and they win kind of the head game advantage against the cars but just wait till like the third or fourth quarter uh i i'll i'll almost promise you're gonna have something a little extra out of these groups because neither team can really afford the loss no yeah that is true um the stakes feel much higher than they have as of late um and it, it 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 is exciting in that like there's Kentucky has to play well in this game. Like it's not just, we're going to go out there and steamroll you. And now that's certainly still on the table, but there's a lot of um, like everybody in that locker room knows like, okay, we messed up this year. We lost some games we shouldn't have. Now let's go beat them down. Right? Like let's go at least in the year and take some solace and in, in knowing that we've got another rivalry win. You know, it's senior day for, a ton of football players who have given a lot to this program, right? DeAndre Square, Jordan Wright, Ty Asian, guys who've been playing for four and five years. This is going to be a Will Levis's last game as a Kentucky Wildcat. Like, he's not playing in the bowl game, so just get that in your head right now. Chris Rodriguez, all-time number three rusher in school history. Uh, he is averaging – uh, do you want to play a fun game, TJ? How many rushing yards do you think Chris Rodriguez gets per carry in his last two games against Uvo? It's like eight and a half. Uh, 9.8, actually. So almost oh a gosh. first down per carry. Yeah. I shorted him like four feet. Unbelievable. He, uh, he's he, In 2019, he had 120 yards on nine carries. And then last year, he had 125 on 13 carries. But well, what do you so all that's gonna like all that's nice and, and fascinating, but this is a different U of L team. It's a team that leads the nation in sacks, which is for an offensive line that's had their fair share of struggles. Does that concern you, Roush? Uh yes and no. So like you are correct in that uh this defense is better. Like it, it's it's actually impressive how Brian Brown went from like big doofy dingus that can't stop a cough to all of a sudden they've got the most sacks in college football. Um, I would say though that like, so first and foremost, 
two weeks ago, I was getting a little worried about this game because it's like, man, their defense, they just blitz you to death. And that's that's where Kentucky is at its most susceptible, right? Like that's where they stink out loud. Um, but on the other hand, Louisville still isn't great at stopping the run. They're middle of the pack in the ACC, allowing 140 rushing yards a game. And if you watch that Clemson game, which is the only thing comparable to the rushing attack they faced all year, like Shipley kind of did what he wanted. And there was one play in particular that looked a lot like some of those Will Levis runs last year where you're just like, why is nobody lining up right in the middle of the defense? And he just has nothing but green grass to run through. He had a he had a play like that where it was like a 45-yard touchdown. They still do stuff like that. So, TJ, while yes, they are much better and they're probably going to create some havoc plays, um, if Kentucky doesn't let those turn into bad turnovers and they just keep grinding away, they throw on first down to kind of keep them on their heels, uh, what they did in that 99-yard touchdown drive, right? Like they threw them first down uh, and, and they didn't throw them predictable pass situation. Then you, you take away their best stuff because um, it's all – a lot of twists, stunts, and stuff like that coming from the edge. So uh, there for a little while, I thought that Louisville's defense was more like Missouri's, but they're so light in the britches. Like the, Missouri's got some dudes on that defensive line. They're more so like Mississippi State, and Mississippi State was Kentucky's best offensive game in SEC play. So that that's where I think you take the the most optimistic approach, TJ. Uh, I like it. I'm all for optimism. I I, I think that uh, they're going to – I agree with you. They're probably going to have some success in some areas, but hopefully, one, Kentucky's talent wins out, and two, experience against SEC usually. Um, it's just a different it's a different game of football, and, and I think you, you see that from time to time. And I, I do also have a theory. Like, you've also win streak. It's not taking anything away from them, winning more fun than losing. I can I can confirm that, but the ACC just it it just always stinks. It always stinks, but they always have to have teams ranked so like wins look better or get a little bit more attention nationally than they should. But it's just the the conference isn't as good as the SEC is. So when they're beating up these teams, it's you know UK will end up being the best team they've faced all year, Clemson included potentially. And you know I'm not. Uh, could Clemson beat Kentucky? Absolutely, they could. Uh, Kentucky lost to Vanderbilt. But um, could Kentucky beat Clemson? I don't think it'd be even all that major of an upset if it were to happen. I, I just have such little, I guess, accolades for the ACC. It's uh, it's not a it's not a great – it's just not a great football conference, and you see right. the difference when UK and UofL play well, every year. And, and for me, TJ, like – the reason why Kentucky struggled this year is because they don't convert red zone opportunities early on. Then they, they kind of hang around. It's, it's close. And then they make critical mistakes or at the end of the game um, that turn a close game into a loss, or they make plays at the end of the game that turn the close calls into a win. In, in this year, it feels like they had like that. They physically can just, overwill them in the red zone. Now, maybe I'm just still doing the SEC is greater than ACC in my brain. But they, I mean, they're playing some former walk-ons in the defensive line trenches. Like, they're they, they they're good at rushing the passer, but how good are they holding up against an interior rushing attack in the red zone? Because really what this game all comes down to is, does Kentucky actually score touchdowns on early red zone trips? 
they haven't done it well at all this year. Um, but if you get one or two of them and you, you kind of put them on your heels, that's when things can kind of kind of get out of hand for the for the bad guys. Well, the good news is you can't settle for field goals when you literally cannot kick field goals. So that's true. Don't have to worry about the Cats settling when you you quite literally cannot. But you still do need to come away with six. Uh, talking all this blitzing and havoc from the U of L defense, I just imagine Rich Gangarello in a corner doing like a conniving. You know what combats a good blitz? Roush, what is it? What combats a blitz? What's uh, a good way to make a team play for blitzing? You make them pay. Then you, you, you pick- throw it over the top. Big plays. Oh, no, what? you do a screen. You do a screen. And he loves screens. And what he probably it? thinks that like we are going if they're gonna if they're gonna send everybody, we'll just move everybody off to the side and bada boom, bada bing. What could go wrong? And then something will go wrong. I promise you something will go wrong because these screenplays very rarely have a, a high success rate. But I just I, I can't help but him think that like, oh, if they're gonna be sending the house, I've got something in store for them. And it'll just be the same play Kentucky's ran ninety two times this season. The thing is, they actually had a couple of really awesome plays like that set up against Georgia. The one in McLean where he mm-hmm. fell down on like third and six, and he fell wow. down two yards short. That play was awesome. The little tight end play to Dingle that they just overthrew, that play was awesome. So well, they, the, the, the the McLean one was an awesome catch from him, right? Is that the one you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, it was like where a great catch. It was a good throw. His momentum just took him to the turf. Yeah, it's a first down easy. Uh, you are right. Like, And they can't – like. Theoretically, yes, let's get – don't you want Barry and Brown to get the ball with a little bit of space and some blockers? Can't you just set up – kick returns are so fun with him back there. Can't you theoretically just do a screen play off to the side? It's a it's a makeshift kick return in a sense. But this team just struggles with him, Roush, for whatever it is. I don't know if it's the lineman. Maybe it's the wide receiver blocking. I'm sure that has an issue with it a little bit. I think Levis has been off on some throws or his timing's been off a little bit on some of it. But they just don't have a high success rate, unfortunately. And all that being said, UK is probably going to score like three touchdowns on screen Saturday. So congrats, everybody. I did it. You did it, TJ. But if they're going to be sitting in the house, I mean, you, you've you've only got so many options, uh, especially with an offensive line that sometimes has struggled in that in that regard. You, you can take your deep shots, Roush. If you see one on one, just trust your playmaker to make a play over over their defensive back. But screens are a really useful tool uh, in 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 terms of just trying to get the numbers on your side. And if Louisville's going to be sending guys, well, those are guys that are most likely going to be out of the play. But it's just it's they if there's a time to figure out the screen stuff Saturday would be it. I just can already hear the moans at the Krogue of people being frustrated with the play calling though. Yeah, yeah. I'm. There's also an element too of like, oh well, well Levis is last game. You want to take the gloves off? Um, but I, there that I I am letting some of my emotion also put up some blinders. In this game, because it's like, is Will Levis really going to let this other team, even if Rich is calling screens left and right, like they're going to be the best screens he's ever thrown in his life. It's Louisville. He's got to beat this nut out of him. I'm, that's, a, that's a two-way street worth bringing up, though, that like, you, you know that the U of L team is probably just ready to like, you kill him. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> hopefully not like Michigan State felony assault sort of deals, but in terms of the game of football, they're ready to get after this dude, like big time. They've probably been waiting a year to be able to hit this guy, and he's shown some some weaknesses this year, uh, both quite literally as he's 
physically banged up, and that that will not be the, the game of football. It, they're going to be in piles, you know. They're going—I'm sure—they're going to be poking and stepping and pushing. That's just how football goes. But also, just in terms of motivated throughout the entire team, they—they want to be able. The guy who's just throwing L's down left and right in their faces, they want to get the last laugh on this dude. That's a two-way street, Roush. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Like they definitely watch the videos of Love is just throwing L's down repeatedly, over and over and over again. <laughs> um, I, I'm also though like at, on the other side of the ball. There's nobody on that little offense that scares me against this UK defense. They're just, uh, they're just Evans. Evans is a good runner. He really is. That it, like for how big he is and the speed he has, it's really impressive. Yeah, I'm still just all in all the way that Kentucky. I mean, I don't think Georgia had a play over like all of the. They, they didn't really get chunk plays right. So, like, if you just and, – and that's really been Kentucky's big problem this year is, like, how, how focused are you? How ready are you for this game? And when they're ready, they play well. They execute well. Like, they held Georgia to, what, 16 points? Um, got a nice goal line stand. Like, they – the defense has been exceptional when they come ready to play. Um, the problem is they haven't always got help elsewhere. So, I and that, that that's why I've got some confidence. A little extra pep in my step as we head into Saturday's battle for the governor's cup. Yeah, that, that's an important factor. Just how, how much are you into it? Who does it mean more to, but it, like I mentioned earlier, neither team can really afford it. It should mean a ton to both. It's UK trying to just get something positive and it's senior day. You're at home. It, it's the last game for, for Levis, uh, last chance for a lot of people to get to see Chris Rodriguez in person. And then for Louisville, it's a it's a it's a rivalry gone wrong. Uh, you're just getting absolutely beaten badly, and this is that's a, a big step that the coaching staff has not been able to accomplish. Uh, Satterfield has never held the Governor's Cup. Uh, probably saw some L's down in the reflection as the governor brought it out onto the field, but has mm-hmm. never gotten to touch it with his own bare hands. So a lot on the line for both teams, but it is a uh, it is a it is one of those games that early on you can like once, you know, you could tell when Louisville sunk last year and once it, yeah. once the team kind of waves the white flag or they're not in it anymore, it gets ugly. So you definitely don't want that if you're Kentucky, because that's uh that won't be good for program momentum, but I hope you're right. I, I hope they're as motivated as, as you suggest. And uh, it's, Again, it's it's almost like a free hall pass in the sense of like, hey, the season's been underwhelming. You can still make everybody really happy. Like you can still end the season on a high note. And hell, maybe you can go win the bowl game and we'll look back at this season as a little disappointing, but not the worst thing in the world. You lose to Louisville, and this is going to be one for the trash can. It's going to be it's going to be a yeah. one of the easily yeah, worst season. Uh, not from a win loss standpoint, but in terms of expectations and delivery, it'll end up being the worst. So ton on the line. Can't can't stress it enough. Just very, TJ. I, I we need to. I, I don't know. Like you, you were coming back at me with some rebuttals, and I, I don't want to say I was thrown off guard, but I'm also like I've just been a positive vibes only mindset for a little while. That any sort of like potential, like oh, Louisville's good at this thing. I'm just like, wait, what? No, well, not this isn't. It's, it's it's not butt slapper radio. You know, we've always we've always said that since day one. And I will if I if I'm U of L, the game plan will be establish a run game, let Evans get hot. You know, you'll take two, you'll take three, 
boom, 12 yards. The, these guys have are more likely than years past Kentucky teams to miss some tackles. They're not as sure uh, up front either. Well, I think it's better than Louisville's up front. Uh, but if you're U of L, you you it's a better chance than you've had previous seasons for sure. They they will try to establish the run game. Evans is a tough runner. Yeah, he can deliver a punch in a sense. Um, so you know it, it's you gotta you gotta UK needs to look at this. They need to properly respect UVL's run game. That being said. Roush, if they're locked in, all the things we've talked about, all the cliches, it's still advantage Kentucky. But this is, if I'm U of L, establish the run game, establish the run game, and then you'll take a shot here or there passing whatever quarterback's in there. I don't think it really matters. But they're going to try to establish the ground game, and they can do it this year more than, you know, it wasn't even a possibility in years past. Yeah, one uh, one other thing, too, we got to consider. DeAndre Square, he'll likely play Saturday, I think. He's been quote-unquote day-to-day for a while. Um, would find a, find it hard to believe that he isn't uh, playing Saturday. And also Jordan Wright and J.J. Weaver. Uh, probably their last games as Wildcats. They, uh, they've, they've seen Malik Cunningham a time or two. They know, they know how to keep him contained. And it's actually it was funny because John Hale was asking the other day, like, do you learn anything new about him when you watch him in person? Because uh, – some people were freaking out that JJ and Jordan went to that Louisville game during the bye week. Uh, if you recall, I don't know if you remember that or not. I do. Yeah. <laughs> what would they say? Uh, they were kind of just smiling it off. Like, you know, we were just there to have a good time, but JJ's point was like, he means a lot to that team. Like <laughs> he's kind of the, he didn't say he's the straw that stirs their drink, but that's kind of what he was inferring. Like he's he he means a lot to them and is really the key to them having any sort of explosive success, which is yeah. what Kentucky tries to take away. So, right. bottle right. up. I, I, I mean, I disagree with his analysis. I was about ready just to say, like, isn't it kind of funny we're talking about this rivalry game and we don't even know which quarterback's playing for U of L? Like, normally that would be like. Oh wow! If they don't have their quarterback, then they don't have a chance. This year, it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter who's under center. Like, you know, you stop the run. Kentucky's defense should have a good day, regardless of whoever it is. That's an interesting dynamic you don't normally get in football games, where you can just be like, quarterback does not matter. And for U of L, in my opinion, I don't think it really does. I think Cunningham will probably, if he plays and he's healthy and he's able to do whatever he can do, he will do some good things for U of L, but he'll also really hurt them. And so it ended up being kind of just a neutral. And then same with Brock, not same with Brock. He'll probably just be steadier where he doesn't really do a lot of great things, but he probably also won't shoot U of L in the foot either. So, right. Like uh, not as, not as high of a ceiling, maybe mm-hmm. not as drastic as, as low of a four. Correct. So, and I'll say this, if Cunningham does play one thing I can guarantee, and I mentioned it earlier in the week, it's not rivalry. He'll get hurt. You'll see both quarterbacks is my point. You're going to see both of them. He'll have to come out. He'll get banged up. He'll get injured. And I, what's your guess? He plays. Yes. My guess is he plays. It was very funny when Brad White asked if he's preparing for two quarterbacks, he just said, we're preparing for Louisville. And I don't think that was coach speak either. Like, like you have to prepare for both guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I think he'll play as well, but he'll have a short leash, whether it's like quote unquote injury related. Like if he goes out there and he makes a mistake and it's starting to kind of get away, I, I think maybe they'll pull him and put Brock in and, and may, and also cutting kind of the type of guy who like 
he could actually maybe be hurting U of L by playing because he's just not a hundred percent and can't do some of it, but he won't say it because he's just kind of a gamer and wants to go out there and play. So if he wants to do that, that's fine with me. And that cast, you're right that the rain probably could have been beneficial if he does go out there and play, but they're going to try to run the ball, whether it's with Cunningham, whether it's with their running backs. I don't think their recipe to success is thrown all over UK. No, 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 not at all. Um, I, I did see a stat where their good receiver, he might be the first or the second FBS receiver in the last uh, 25 years to have 1,000 receiving yards and only one or zero touchdowns in a season. Whoa. Which is just pretty – like he has 915 yards and one touchdown. How? Like, kind of rude to him, you know? Yeah. Like get that guy the ball in the red zone more. Seriously, what are you doing, Scott? Oh, Scott. All right, hour one is done. Uh, who we got here in the World Cup? Qatar and Senegal? Yeah. Okay. It's a snoozer if I've ever seen Wolf. one. Wolf. Uh, we'll keep we, you awake, though, in KRC. We will. We'll be back. We'll get into the Thornton's text line. We'll make predictions. We'll have a lot of fun in hour number two. Don't go anywhere. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, no. Either we're going to show up or we're going to fold up. Now I know everybody in this room got hard. He's going to have to show for the duration of this game. Am I right? Let's go to war. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Hope you're having a great start to your Black Friday. United States versus England. Colossal soccer matchup at 2 o'clock later today. UK L Governor's Cup tomorrow. No UK basketball this weekend. You'll have to wait till Tuesday for that when they take on Bellarmine, which should be a pretty, pretty fun game. Are we uh, are we worried about the the Knights coming to town? Kentucky is uh they've been a covering machine against bad teams at home. Is that streak going to stay alive against the Knights? Boom, boom, boom. If, if Bellarmine could only beat U of L by one, they're probably not very good, right? Mm, that's a good point. Um, boom, Cincinnati covered so easily. That was just free money. U of L's give up ability is unlike anything I've seen from a basketball team. Like, you know, they can play hard for like 30 minutes and then they'll just snap their fingers, decide like, eh, don't really feel like getting back on defense now. And they'll allow teams just to do layup lines on them. It's uh, it would be pretty hard to swallow if I were a UFL fan. And like, you know, you can make a case like, oh, just a few bad minutes. And that's kind of true. But a few bad minutes that could turn a score into like a 30 point loss. Scoots, it's not good. Man, I um. So I did the thing on Wednesday night where I was watching. I watched the Kentucky game, then I, I was watching the Indiana game. Made the mistake of turning on the U of L game. I swear to you all, I was in bed by eight o'clock. It was it was just so boring. I couldn't do it. It made me so sleepy instantly. I've really enjoyed watching them just because it's it's hard to believe. Like it's really bad basketball. Yeah, really, really bad basketball. Uh, it's the it's the worst U of L team I've ever seen in my life. And I don't think it's particularly close. Trevor, text, 
Trevor texted last night. He said, how about I get EMU and U of L wins versus half of Indiana wins? <laughs> uh, I, I would be, I would take half of Indiana's wins. Yeah. What if you all pick just the two worst teams in the country? Yeah. For this <laughs> it's like combined you're not, you're not lying. <laughs> there's a few other, there's a few other winless e- teams. EMU will there. rack up some wins once Mac play starts. I don't know why you say that. They lost to Purdue, Fort Wayne. I would think that they're most. I mean, if you lose the to Mastodons, them, you, you well, lose to Ohio. It's an Indiana team. Lose. That's yeah. like I brought up on Wednesday. Yeah, I know, but Scoots, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. We Indiana, just mean Indiana team just means been more to the Final Four since 2011. It just means more to us Indiana schools. Oh, that, okay. See, <laughs> see, Roush. Don't let these soccer bullies bully you, man. <laughs> I just catching wind of it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? That it was an massive upset. upset. Massive, massive upset. upset. Yeah. I mean, if plus one hundred on the money line, like a huge upset. Yeah, Iran was or Iran was plus three hundred. That's a huge payday. That's I mean, I think, colossal. I think said plus one hundred. Uh, Wales was plus one hundred seven. Iran was plus three hundred. Oh yeah. Well, then that is a massive upset. Massive. That's yeah. like same. That's oh. like same. That's like St. Peter's. We found the St. Peter's of upsets in World Cup soccer. We're Man. we're being we're being sarcastic. Surely St. Peter's was better than three fifty or whatever. Scoot, come on. They were probably like seven hundred. Let's just cut it out, okay? <laughs> cut it out. We are we're we're moving past it. Uh, uh, I did want to bring up some of the Kentucky game though because I think one person on the show picked Antonio Reeves to be MVP, and I don't know about you guys, but he was. Had quite a performance getting back, staying, getting hot at Rupp for the first, or I guess it was the second time this year. So, so I got, I got some good news and bad news. The good news is you do get the point, despite you and Scoots both picking UK to win by 33, which was the largest margin of victory between the three of us. You were closer to UK score than Scoots was by two points. So That's you get that point. Crap. That being said, obviously Oscar Sheboy was the MVP. He had what sixteen and fifteen and twenty two freaking minutes. Like we're not going to let that go to waste. Like we're not going to take that for granted. No, come on. Let's let's take it for because that <laughs> is one thing not. that's going to really mess with our game this year. Is like it, it, it could probably be Oscar almost every night, right? I don't think so. I mean, I, I wasn't Oscar against if we were if you were going with a UK player. It wasn't Oscar against Gonzaga. It wasn't you know Oscar played pretty well against Michigan State. Should we exclude like, Oscar? Twenty two minutes, and none of us took Oscar, which is dumb on all of our part. But in twenty two minutes, sixteen and fifteen. If any other player put up sixteen and fifteen, it they it would be like the the talk of the day. But with so unfortunately, you're not getting Reeves, but you do get a point. For the score, okay, I'll at least take the one point. But in, I think part of the reason why none of us took Oz because we just assumed he wasn't going to play much, and he didn't, and he still got sixteen and fifteen. <laughs> it is wild. Um, I do have like some issues with Oscar, though. Not just uh, not like this. I'm not trying to be radio takey. Just Ooh, to, like, yes, no, no, please, please, content. But like he, you know, he can he can really get out of place on defense, and I don't know. What you, I, I think part of it's maybe just like a little bit of like effort and just like, hey, you know, keep your focus, keep your focus, keep your focus, be where you need to be. Some of it, like to sound like a really, really old man, 
like could be a little bit of hero ball. You know, he's playing for the block, the big block. He's playing for like the poke away, run out dunk because those are pretty when he gets those. But like he's got, he really needs to tighten that stuff up. He, he's too experienced to kind of pick and choose when he wants to kind of lock in defensively, and then it gets the whole rest of the defense out of sorts. And I, I think outside of Case and Wallace, this team just doesn't have the lockdown defenders where they can make up for it. So. He, he, he needs to be more disciplined, more consistently defensively. Um, obviously, the rebounds and the scoring are amazing, but he, he, he really is going – he has hurt UK, and he'll continue to do such unless he wants to kind of lock it in more often on the defensive end of the ball. It's also one of those where you don't know how much of it is just uh, stat-seeking, right, against bad teams where you know you can get a couple extra block shots or whatnot. Um, but as I brought up, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, like I wanted, you, you, you shouldn't play these games differently than you're going to play them. Uh, then, then you're going to play regular power five opponents. Like, obviously there should be a, a difference in minutes, right? But when you're in the game, you need to play them like you would play any other opponent just to make sure you're better. And I, that, that's the, the one where I can get behind your, your sort of Oscar gray. Mr. Mr. Sports Talker. Yeah, uh, it's it's a very slight gripe. I get it. Yeah, but yeah, so, yeah it's yeah. you know obviously Oscar's the man and he's very <laughs> right. great. Uh, does so much for Kentucky that you do. It's just it's unbelievable the stats that he puts up because you don't even hardly notice it part of the time. But if he wants to continue to improve his game, take it up to the next level, he needs to be more consistent. And I, I thought Wednesday's game. That first half was exactly what UK should do, what they needed to do. Go out there, look look hungry. I, I, you know, it wasn't a perfect 20 minutes, and it looked a lot better because all the shots started to fall there at the end. But it was solid. It, it was what they, you know, the defense was much more consistent as a unit. And then the offense, they really looked like they had a sense of, a sense of urgency, things that we just wanted to see. It's a bad opponent. You're right. We all are going to have to wait till UK plays Michigan to see them beat somebody with a pulse. All the, and no, no offense to Bellerman, but just from a talent standpoint, somebody that can match up. Uh, right. But they did what they needed to do, so that was fine with me. The second half was a snoozer, but the the the, the deed was done at that point. Um, it it was a, that was a fun end of half segment too, where you had uh, Reeves hit that shot at the buzzer. So good to see them execute in a need to score in a hurry basis, which we haven't seen uh, a lot this year. So that was uh, encouraging to see. Uh, I was I listened to this game on the radio and then went back and watched some highlights. Um, it was it, it amused me very much. Jack Givens was giving Jacob Toppin the uh, the shoot it treatment, and he's just it's really funny because even though we didn't grow up with watching Jack Givens, we're not that old, but like we know what kind of scorer Jack was, and <laughs> hearing him say it, he's like, you know, Tom. I never got told to, uh, to shoot more. I never had any trouble with that. He's like, I just can't understand why you're turning down open shots like that if you're Jacob Toppin. And I, and I think it was like, um, I don't think they were open 18-footers. That can kind of be infuriating at times. Um, I, I think it was some more open looks closer to the basket. But some of those times, he was making extra passes that led to threes. So, like, good. Like, it just... Uh, it's hard to tell just from a highlight clipping when you're not watching the whole thing through and through, but just by some of the broadcasts, it sounded like they were 
being a lot more unselfish um, in creating easier shots. Yeah, and it's just the the kind of not necessarily you want it, you want them to kind of go through the motions, the motions of just what you should do against such an inferior opponent. That's fine. They did they did that. Uh, I'm happy with it. I'll do it again against Bellarmine. You just uh, but this fan base. They're hungry for, for, for wins, Roush. Wins against good teams. Man. Good to be back. I mean, these soccer nerds, I don't understand, like, even what they're talking about. And it's really uh, – it, it threw me off guard there, TJ. I'm sorry. Don't sweat it, man. Let's get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Those so England's nerds. going down, by the way. Suck it, Cornwallis. The the soccer nerds have also found the Thornton's text line. Let's head on over to it. TJ and Nick, <laughs> I was at the 2018 Vinny Snell Josh Allen game at Cardinal Stadium, 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 excuse me, and Cunningham played as a backup. He scored their only touchdown on a busted play where we missed four tackles and a 56 to 10 loss. So yes, even in the COVID year, if UK wins, Malik is a four-time loser in this game. Wouldn't that be pretty inc- remarkable? All right, so if they give the bat to the MVP, they give like the Louisville, not like a live animal, uh, but like the Louisville Slugger bat the to the MVP. Bat, yeah. oh. What could they give to a four-time loser? Um, what's the worst thing our state has to offer? Like a pile of horse poop from Churchill Downs? An empty bourbon to... barrel. How about that? Or no, a bottle. Em- empty bourbon barrels are kind of No, cool. empty bourbon bottle is what I meant to say. Yeah. So you it's like you don't get to... the good stuff. You have to make... Matt Bevin's governor campaign announcement. <laughs> That's your punishment. And you have to have dinner with him. Uh, I, I forgot who I heard say, yeah, and Matt Bevin hasn't announced if he's going to run yet or not. I was like, wait, he thinks that he can win a, a, a race? The, the, the governor's race is going to be pretty, the primary for Republicans is going to be pretty wild just because it's going to be kind of specific to regions. So it really is just going to be like whose people come out the most to support them. It's not going to take a huge number of votes to win. And that's honestly how we ended up with Matt Bevin is because the primary was super contested and nobody came out for it like nobody did. Mm-hmm. The turnout was like hilariously low. And he like narrowly won the primary, I think, by just like a couple hundred votes, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe maybe it was more, maybe it ended up being more. But it was a pretty thin margin. And then because he was a Republican, he went on and won. Um, but then didn't it shows he... how 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 bad of a how bad of a stint that he had that even being a republican wasn't enough for him for a, for a second term uh, there are some whispers in like political circles that he may run again um i'll believe it when i see it though but like how could in i mean the pardons he gave out on the way at the door if that's not disqualifying for the next job then what is uh Man, I'll just never forget the video that they put out themselves of going to the West End and acting so surprised that they could find some African-American children that played chess. <laughs> it was so, like, you would think that it was like a Parks and Rec, like, parody video. But they were like, well, look where we are, and you're not going to believe what you see next. And it was like a kid, like, move, moving the rook. And, like, Bevan was like, oh, my gosh. It was so offensive and terrible. <laughs> Was that where was that when he was doing his prayer thing? 
Oh my gosh. We're going to, we're going to walk around and his solution to crime was just like community prayer events, which I'm all for the power of prayer, but like you also probably just need maybe more police officers or like an actual game plan, (laughs) like an actual game plan. Yeah. No, like just blindly blind hope. And then he did it. Like he just would walk around like, you know, he'd go like around blocks and blocks with a bunch of people and they just pray. And I, I'm all for that, but that can't be your crime. That can't be your number doesn't, one. Doesn't Matt Bevan have some Michael Squat, Scott qualities about him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like much more. I guess Early Michael season. Scott was incredibly offensive at times. So maybe like season one, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Diversity day. Yeah. Oh, but uh, we'll have plenty of time to handicap the republican governor primary so we don't need to waste any more time there uh, the the four-time loser ends up getting us talking about matt bevan just finished our overnight drive to kentucky excited to be here and hopefully get to run into you guys at the game saturday hope you'll have a fantastic thanksgiving that's from florida mike well i'm glad uh, you made it safely for florida mike hope you had a good turkey day and I, I hope uk fans show out roush I do as well, and I'm, I'm that that the weather forecast is encouraging because I think that that would be a um and kind of not not the ultimate final say, but certainly play a role. I mean, but really, when you the the turnouts have been pretty good this year, like consistently, mm-hmm. even that Georgia game. The only the only part I really worry about is the student section because when the student section's good, it's good, and when it's bad, it's it's really bad. Uh, now that they're home for Thanksgiving, I. I admittedly, I don't think I ever came back for a football game. Um, and I regretted it because one of them was the Matt Rourke Tennessee win. I was just like, eh, I've been to all of them. I, why do I need to go back early when I can eat leftover Thanksgiving food, watch other games? Like, well, I'm, I'm wasting my time going back early. Nope, was was not wasting my time. Yeah, that's uh, the, the stack pack will be in attendance. He came back from Chicago. Shout out to him. You are oh, right. I wonder if the intern Jacob pack will be there. Oh, I think he I, is. I forgot to tell you this too. Uh, I achieved a lifelong goal this week. I'm an official research paper citation. For did you did intern Jacob quote you too for his paper? Oh, he has you for quotes too. That's great. Love it. Yeah, we got to find out who who he thought had better quotes. I'm also curious. Did he ask Scoots? Yes, yeah, Scoots. Did you get to ask? Um, I did not. No. Oh, oh wow! Wow. So yeah. he just doesn't he take talent, authority. That's, talent only. Jeez. That's a big <sighs> man. One. But if he's making, a, if he's writing a ten-page paper and he's getting all of these quotes, like, how much like actual writing does he have to do? I, I just, I know that ten-page papers were a daunting task when we were in college. I feel like that that's a walk in the park now for me, or it would be for me now. Yeah, but he's using like how how serious of a no offense to intern Jacob, how serious of a research paper could it be if he's using results from Survey Monkey? Ooh, yeah. Anytime and I also, see like somebody using a, Survey Monkey, I'm like, well, this isn't serious. And like the the subject matter is nil, and it's only two years old, so you don't even have like real research to use. You just get to like use quotes from people. Wait, can I still do the survey? I completely forgot. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted it out there. Okay. Yeah, it I takes told, about two hours. Does it really? No. Oh, okay. I told him yeah, I would do crazy. it, but I completely forgot. The re- and also, I just always assume people are putting funny answers in those. <laughs> Answering not seriously. Yeah. Of course. of course, I answer seriously because I'm mature. But 
I would just assume that they probably just get like tons of, you know, goofy, goofy well, assuming they get people to respond. Go take intern Jacob's uh, quiz though for us, everybody. He, he, he worked his butt off as an intern, kind of, sometimes didn't show up, but most of the time did. But we, we can all do the survey monkey for him. I tweeted it out there. Should we take our last break? Get back? And we have a lot of predictions to make. Oh, man, we really do. Let's do it. Yeah, the, the picks of the week is really Oh, my gosh, up. picks of the week. Freak. I got to fill those out. <laughs> and, and, you know, USA England as well. Uh, and then the Governor's Cup. So don't go anywhere. We got to get through the text line as well. It's going to be a jam-packed final segment. And when we return, I'm going to tell you about my favorite Mexican in town. So Mexican restaurant. Um, I, I've... <laughs> Okay, Matt Bevan. <laughs> you won't want to go anywhere. It'll be Fiesta Friday when we return here on Big Sports Radio, Kentucky Ramsey. Today, we sing one song for my old Kentucky home, for my old Kentucky home far away. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. But you know what? That Louisville game that made it pretty hilarious. That just that, that, just, that brought that everything. Louisville game, funniest <laughs> moment of the year. <laughs> With Walker and Roush. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> No way that comes back to bite us in the butt, baby. We're never losing to him, Rouse. Never. You think about it. Wouldn't it be great, though, if they just never lost to UofL again? I mean, and, and here's the thing. The last – I remember at halftime of that 2019 game being like, oh, do they need to do they need to try something else out at quarterback? I don't know if this bone thing's going to work or not. And then they won by a million. Last year, Louisville was favored, and then they lost by a million. Like – what, 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 who's to say that this game is going to be any different Saturday and we aren't spending the fourth quarter tap dancing on their graves? Uh, I mean, I would love for that to be the case. I, there, there is just no better feeling than just knowing you, you've got bragging rights for at least uh, another year. And it just it makes the, the year just a little like not you all fans really aren't talking much smack. And that's nice, Roush. I enjoy that. Like, you know, because they know that. They know who, who daddy's been, who's been pop pop. And it's old Mark Stoops. And I don't want that changing. I don't want that changing this weekend. This is Kentucky roll call on big exports radio. One final segment. Oh, pop pop. So my favorite <laughs> Mexican restaurant, as I was mentioning, little place I call Salsaritas. Oh. It's a big weekend. There's a lot of sports, whether it's the USA game today whether it's the Caps tomorrow, whether you're just having a big old-fashioned NFL Sunday, get some Salsaritas catering. They make it so simple. You do it at the touch of your finger, and they will deliver it to you so you can worry about other stuff in your life and then have the food brought to you set up. It's super simplistic. If you're out and about and you want to pick it up yourself, they'll have it waiting for you at the place. Uh, just ready. They'll even help bring it out to your car. Incredibly friendly staff, but all you can do uh, with your fingertips on the app is have the best, the best catering in the city of Louisville brought right to your door if you choose to do so. And you'll save points and, and, and money. I guess I'll say you, you should you rack up points to save money. 
and you redeem it when you check out Salsaritas. Uh, sometimes just go to the wrap for fun. You see their little pico on their on the picture, and then they do a fun thing when you get to 100 points. It's a nacho bar. It goes all the way up. If you have the app, you know what I'm talking about. But they make it fun for you. Two locations. Middletown, it has a drive-through. Uh, recently was out in Middletown, and their drive-through was popping. Uh, but the cars, they they're like. They're like another restaurant that's known for their speedy service. They get cars in and out of there. It's made fresh to order. Salsaritas. Go there today. It's simply the best. You know what else is the best? Our friends on the Thornton's text line. That's 502-414-1450 is the number. Um, guys, if they design runs for Levis, he'd better have his eyes wide open. Just got a feeling last game's touchdown scrambles and celebrations have been shown to the little defense about 50 times. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's the case. Um, and don't you see that being the way that things get chippy, right? Like a late hit on Levis, and then dudes come in like like wrecking balls in retaliation. Yeah, I, that's that's perfect. I mean, that's exactly how it's probably going to happen. And then Kentucky wins by 100. So, yeah, great recipe for success. I, I just don't know what to expect from the Cats. Let me just inject more blind optimism into your life. I'm just going to do this for the next 30 minutes, okay? Is that good? I think if just if it wasn't for the Vandy game, I just I would be like it's going to probably be another 40 point win. You'd be yeah, you'd be all the way there, but you've you've been scarred. Right? Still, Losing to Vandy just changed everything. No, no spoiler. I'm I'm I still think the Cats will win, and I I do think it's more likely UK wins semi comfortably than they actually are on the wrong end of the scoreboard. Um, but yeah, that Vanderbilt game, it, it, it definitely didn't do, it, give me some more blind optimism Yeah, or maybe even, you know, visible, visible optimism, <laughs> either one. <laughs> Let's hear it. What do you got for me? Um, Louisville plays in the ACC. Ah, uh, yeah. It's not uh, real ooh. football. Yeah, that was great. I needed Chris, that. Chris Rodriguez, like who on the Louisville football, whomst amongst them wants to tackle that guy? It's a good point. Do you know how many carries he needs? Uh, he, he's 350 yards away. That's only 36 carries away from breaking the record at his current rate against Scott Satterfield. Man. In 2019, in 2019, you do think Lynn Bowden could have just picked his rushing number. Yep, pretty much. If he wanted to. Uh, a texter says, I was the UK sports information intern in the late 90s, early 2000s. Tony Neely was the best between him, Slacks, Brooks, Downing. It was an awesome place to intern. Oh. Yeah, they, they've got some real nice folks there at UK Athletics. Oh, yeah. The, the best. A Bama, a Bama running back in the portal? He any good? Probably not. I mean, he when you have like fifth-year guys at Bama going to the portal – it's one thing if they were a four-star that um, got played over early or maybe they, they rubbed Saban the wrong way or something and then they weren't going to play. And But the the guys who've been there four and five years always leads me to think that they, they were just overvalued as recruits. Like that, yeah. that linebacker who was a top 50 recruit in high school but never played into the portal last year. I don't know where he went or what he did, but it was a whole lot of nothing. So um, I know they've had some good backs. But like Jameer Gibbs got brought in for a reason. Uh, if I was a little distracted earlier, it's because I just can't believe what I was reading. My friend has a has a relative, like a six month old baby, and they are going. They're getting you know cute little Christmas pictures with Santa with the baby. 
Like, yeah, it's a normal thing to do, right? Right. People do that. The wife scheduled it today, and the photo shoot is at the mall. Wait. So, so my buddy has to go to the mall on Black Friday, fight all the traffic, all the store traffic, to go like do a little photo shoot setup at the mall. Man, great planning. <laughs> that would I know some households that may cause that may cause an argument. Yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. Um, <laughs> I did something weird last night, TJ. I did a lot of shopping. What? Yeah, like on. I mean, it was on my phone while I was you know watching football. Did you go to shadyrays.com? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I did. It's a bit, damn it. I hope they're not listening. It's an easy way to get Christmas gifts, though. Promo code Big X 25% off. It's a great deal. Um, and when you get them a gift, you can get a replacement pair for somebody else or yourself. Um, it's an outstanding idea. They've got the best sunglasses in the biz, Kentucky Proud product, and they're feeding people every time you buy a pair. So it's a win, 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 win every time you visit shadyrays.com. The problem is, TJ, is December's going to be so busy. Like I have to, I don't have time for Christmas stuff in December. We got to get, we got to get this stuff rolling because so, portal's going to be popping. Um, I don't know. Uh, Sunday we might have a offensive coordinator vacancy. Who knows? So yeah, it's going to be a crazy month of December. Whoa, a little, little wink, wink there from Roush. Well, good for you. That's mature to get the shopping done so early. This time of the year, I don't have a good year for me. I don't have my shopping finished, but I'll have like I'll have it written out. Like here's who I'm get here's what I'm getting for who. Here's, here's just, the plan. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This which year is I don't good. have any, which is this good. year I don't yeah. have anything. I'm way behind. So not not good. Maybe you can help me out since you've already taken care of all yours. No, no, no. Not all of mine. But I did I did check a lot of the boxes on my plan. So good for you. That that is that's that's mature. Uh, that's getting things done and just smart, good sense going to shadyrace.com and using the 25% off promo code Big X at checkout. Um, all right, what are we? Yeah, yeah. That sorry, friend. I think he's listening to the show too. Uh, that just sounds like a horrible way to spend your Friday. Like on earth. The uh, uh, the only way it could be better is if it's during the middle of the USA England match. Fingers <laughs> crossed that it's right smack dab in the middle of it. A texture says, You think Nolan regrets coming to Louisville? I assume they mean Nolan Smith. Uh, I've heard some for, from the kind of there's some scuttlebutt around U of L that he may have a a good agent that you know nothing's really going right at U of L but he he's also not helping <laughs> that he's maybe not the recruiter he was kind of like made out to be but that being said you know paint paint Kenny's not getting anybody either Danny Manning's not getting anybody the Nike equipment manager sure as hell isn't getting anybody nope so, people forget they hired an equipment manager. Not not great, Bob. Not great. Scott Drew would be my top choice when Calipari leaves. Yeah, Scott Drew was like a punchline until two years ago, and he won a tournament during COVID. So, like, yeah, I don't. There's there's no perfect solution, and I'd have Scott Drew over Doug McDermott. I don't want people to think that uh, Doug McDermott's my number one choice. He's not. I do think that I think Roush summed it up perfectly. That'd be like a a sensible last ditch effort candidate. He wouldn't be last ditch, but um, Scott Drew would be good. I think Musselman would have to be your first call though, when that day yeah. comes and yeah. and that's, he's going to be tough to get too. And if he wins a title at Arkansas, which they very well could do this year, then he's probably not, we'll have no, you know, no need to leave. Assuming Arkansas maybe could match the money. You'd have to call old Walmart, see what they're up to. Yeah. Yeah. They're good at 
throwing money around. Um, another texture says, hate having to do this so early in the season, but two point guards that can shoot, hopefully, plus Justin Edwards is a good place to start. Yeah, it does kind of just feel like it'll be this year, next year, and that will most likely be it for Calipari. Um, I, I do worry. I do worry about the shooting for next year. I know nobody wants to hear that. Edwards is great, but like you know, Dillingham. I don't know if, if he'll be able to hit at a high enough level. Wagner. I don't know. But I did have similar feelings in like seventeen. You know, and Fox was able to hit at a good enough level, and then Monk ended up being a freak. But we can worry about that next year. Yeah, lots of positive signs here. You can tell Oscar's making a concerted effort to keep the ball moving. He's still almost like it's almost like I always think that my TV is almost like buffering before he kicks it out. There's like this moment that you can tell he's like, I'm going to score this. Wait a minute. No, no, no. I need to pass it. Like you can tell it's like almost process. He's going against just like his, his you know, just to go up and score. But it works. Like we've taught we talked about that after the Gonzaga game, Roush. He needs to kick it out just because there are people that are that have miles of space out there because teams are just going to double team, triple team, they're going to surround Oscar. I'm glad, though, that he's at least taking some initiative right now. Yeah. Because um, now's the time to do it. Now is the time to do it, to develop those skills, to be ready for when it really matters. I hate um, having to do this so early in the season, but two point guards yeah. that can shoot. Oh, we got that one already. Apologize. Guys, if they design run Levis, uh, we already got that one as well. Looks like we've got some multiple ones sent over. Oscar is just so good. One of the best to ever play here. It's, um, his numbers are just jaw-dropping. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Ooh, I like this text. This is fun. Your yearly reminder, Jimmy Ducks went 43-49 and 49 in his only head coaching stop, Arkansas women. Guy is the biggest know-it-all, apparently, to know absolutely nothing in the history of college basketball. Really, really I, I do hate, her. like, the announcer just like certainty, just like you're right, no... right. Talking in definitives. Exactly. And him and Jay Billis are as bad as it gets on television. Jay Billis though, he'll have spot on good analysis. You don't often get that with Dykes. I, and I'm being tough on old Jimmy because it's, it's mostly just Jimmy fatigue. It's not even yeah. really his fault. When you just have the same dude doing the games for now, like seven years, you're bound to get a little annoyed with it. So nothing against Jimmy. Sure. He's a great fella. Uh, but I I get excited when it's not him. Both of those the guys are really good. What's that? Both of those guys are really good. The North Florida game, the wife was like, this guy sounds, is this guy just the guy that always does UK games? And I forget who it was. It was not Jimmy Dykes. But I was like, yeah, they do it. They just, you know, they ro- only rotate like three or four guys. It's mostly the same people, but I'm just happy it wasn't Jimmy Dykes. And I said, you know what? That's not fair to old Jimbo. Nope. He does the best. You're right, Scoots. He is good. I just kind of am sick of them. Germany goes down. Ooh, sheesh. That was a big one. Suck it. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough to watch. After winning, I immediately thought of Scoot saying, won my parlay. This is how you do it, Scoots. Come on. Come on. Won my parlay. Won a plus 675 parlay. Not too shabby. That'll do. Yeah, nice. Uh, somebody says, props too. That's, that's hard to do. How was TJ's Thanksgiving at his wife's boyfriend's house? I heard he had to sit at the kids' table. You must have missed the opening segment. Everybody was sick, so we didn't get to go to my my wife's boyfriend's house this year. He also had had the flu. Maybe next year. 
How does Scoot say UML has been scared to show up in Lexington for the football game since we got beat so bad? Kentucky has only won one time in Lexington over the last decade. Hmm. U of L fan listening to a Kentucky show. Wow. Hmm. We're hmm. happy to have anybody listen to our show. Uh, we we accept all all folks. That being said, that is not good. UK should win more in Lexington in the football rivalry. You only get a shot once every two years, but they've really win. But, but so it's just been Lynn Bowden since. I bet they won like the, like the cutoff for the last decade. They won like the year before that, right? Kentucky would have won in eleven, I believe. Did they win in 11? I think so. My, my, uh, the the, the Pistons aren't firing as efficiently as they typically are. Here, here I say I could I could recall almost any game, and now I can't think of 2011. Uh, I think they of 2013. 20, 2010 at Louisville, they lost 2011, 24-17. 24-17? Mm-hmm. It was the score. Huh. It's kind of crazy, but you know what? You avoided a spanking in 2020, so consider yourself lucky. Yeah, yeah, you sure did. A texter says, John here, good morning, everyone. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I sure did. Went to Santa Claus, Indiana and saw the land of light and got to meet and talk with Santa. You best believe the experience is on my YouTube page. All right, the Cats will beat U of L. I believe the Cats will win by 12 and Levis will be the MVP. Hey, TGIF, guys. I'm excited to watch my Aces play today and have a great sports weekend where the Cats will TCB, baby. So you'll have a great weekend. G-T-G-T-T-Y-L, he says. Taking care of business. Hope you're right. Hope you are right. It's a big day on KRC. We finished the text line. Can't believe it. Only needed a national holiday to help <laughs> us get through it. All right, let's get into picks of the week. I'll update the scoreboard for you. Our leader in the clubhouse, 19-16-1 with 27 points. Roush, I'm in second with the same record as Roush, 19-16-1. I have 24 points. And Scoots, bringing up the rear, 15-20 and 20 on the year. He's got 19 points. Uh, intern Jacob has been stuck at 5-3-1 and one with six points. E yikes. How's he 5-3-1 and one when we – oh, that is nine. Good grief, Justin. Matt's hard. It is hard. It is. It sure is. <laughs> Roush, take it away. Uh, I'm going to start in uh, a place – I like to call Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, Columbus, Ohio. We'll go to Columbus, Ohio first. Uh, where I'm not trusting either team to score in this game. There's a lot of injury uncertainties. I think the rivalry juice will certainly play a factor in here. Um, Michigan's going to try to extend the game as long as they can. So let's go under 56.5 points in Columbus for the game between Ohio State and Michigan. All right, I got you down for it. The under, always never a fun thing to be rooting for, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Always playing the unders. I am going to give me Missouri plus three and a half versus Arkansas. I think they went outright. Uh, that will be an ugly game. Go ahead and give me the Tigers. They can't win a game on the basketball court, but go ahead and give me Eastern Michigan minus one against Central Michigan. Come on. Wow. What do you like about that one, Scoots? Say it again. What do you like about that one? Uh, rivalry game. It's only a one-point spread, so pretty much a coin toss. I'll, I'll take my chances with the Eagles. Okay. All right. Uh, Roush, let's come back to you. I, uh, I'm going to Lexington KY. 
Another rivalry game. Another one where I don't trust either offense to score a lot of points. And we're playing unders, baby. It's a big unders weekend. Under 43 and a half. Uh, I just have a hunch this is going to be a low-scoring affair. Okay. Yeah, that's a such a low number, though. But it's hard not to to, to jump on it. Cats so. are 10 and 1 uh, in the under this year. Mm, wow. Yeah, 10 and 1. All right, go not, ahead. Not a lot of points. Go ahead. Uh, gosh, I really like the board. I'm stuck between two, but I can't move for my lock because I know I, I like my lock too much. Go ahead and give me Alabama given 22 against Auburn. I know Auburn's kind of had this like resurgence of like kumbaya coming together, starting to play some better football. That's all nice and dandy. Alabama's just going to give them the old smackdown. It's kind of been a rough season for Alabama standards, which is hilarious to say. Uh, they'll they'll make things a little bit better by winning absolutely huge against their rivals. So 22 points is not enough. Give me Alabama. I feel bad I didn't get my other one on here. I wonder if either of you all will pick it. But, Scooch, what do you got? I am too – I mean, I love rivalry week. Let me just say that because – the board just seems a lot easier, and that is the case with this game as well. Give me Florida plus nine and a half. Florida State has not blown anyone away. I, I have not been impressed by Florida State at all. I'll take the Gators in that one, getting nine and a half. You got it, Scoots. I've got it written down for you. Now it's time for the locks of the week. Roush, what is just your people can trust you? Bet this one. It's a winner. It's uh, one you like as well, um, and I think the one thing you cannot overlook in this rivalry week situation: which teams are playing for bowl berth? And Missouri's five and six. Felt like Arkansas just got their big kind of rah rah victory last week by um, was it Texas A and M they beat? Who they beat last week? I, almost, almost, that's who it was. That was their big game. They're they're feeling great about themselves. Um, meanwhile, Drinkwitz is playing for a bowl game. Missouri plus three and a half. That, that feels like a, a, a good mm. bet. Seems like some scoreboard shenanigans there. Taking one of my picks. I, I actually took them uh, on Wednesday. These are just all bets that I had already made uh, uh, in Indiana on the way up to Ohio. I'm just goofing. Uh, my lock of the week, any South Carolina plus 14 and a half versus Clemson. I just don't think Clemson's all that great. This isn't even so much against South uh, South Carolina. I think Clemson will win, although I do think it'll come right down to the wire, but 14 and a half in a rivalry game, especially with a team that's got new life in South Carolina. Way too many points. That is an absolute lock. Take it to the bank. Mm. South Carolina plus 14 and a half versus Clemson. I cannot I believe that. I, I, I prefer the under on the, in that one. Uh, just you're, because I, I don't under. Yeah, well, because like it, it, I don't think South Carolina's good though. I still don't think they're good, and they might come out flat this weekend. Um, that offense, that was a once in a lifetime kind of performance. Tennessee's defense is objectively garbage by all metrics possible. Um, whereas like Clemson is actually solid and should give Spencer Rattler some hell. So I, I want South Carolina. It would be nice to see him kind of put a. Put a little shine off of Clemson, but I just don't. Those yeah, big I don't, numbers I, kind of scare me in these rivalry games. Yeah, they scare me for all the right reasons. Uh, I don't know how Clemson is going to score on South Carolina. You're right that it will be a little tougher for South Carolina's offense. Also, anytime every like you, I, I'm saying this lovingly, but like anytime you trash t- Tennessee's defense, it just gives me it gives me bad feelings because Kentucky so not, do, too. Yeah. not do anything against it. Yep. And that's how bad Rich King is. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We've got uh, to finish out the locks of the week. What do we got, Scooch? I was about to say, I don't get to pick my lock. It's just been that bad lately. Y'all said screw it. Um, I just wanted the last call for text. Heard. You, so you all talked about playing for bowl berth. This team not playing for a bowl berth, but they gave me some rejuvenated energy last week. Give me the Hoosiers plus 10.5 in a rivalry game against Purdue. Game's in Bloomington, by the way, so suck it, Boilermakers. What's that crowd going to be like in Bloomington? Horrible. <laughs> Absolutely why horrible. Why don't you head on down to it? Up to Up it, to you it. mean. Um, no, I've got better things to do with my Saturday. Actually, I have a Thanksgiving to do tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna opt to eat and watch Indiana lose. But they will cover 10.5. What time's that game at? Ooh, noon, maybe? I was gonna Sounds say, like gonna... a nooner on the one for fun. Are you going to watch the Cats? I will. Yeah, of course. Indiana Purdue, by the way, three thirty. Sorry. Ooh, same time. Hmm. Makes which it tough. Is, which, which one is Justin watching? Hmm. I might have to. Might be doing a little channel surfing. Two TV setup. Hmm. I don't I, see. I'm gonna be at my grandma's out in the boonies. We're lucky to get one TV out there, so two TV setups not an option. And I can't watch it on my phone because I get zero service out there. Hmm. Uh, it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Everybody pray for scoots on Saturday. No kidding. Pray for scoots. Prayers for scoots. All right, TJ. Are you are you gonna pick the cats to beat the cards? I am picking the cats to beat the cards. Yes. I've got an audience now and I'm getting thumbs down and booed. <laughs> but Kentucky it's getting closer. That's the good news for U of L. I don't think Kentucky wins by forty like has been the standard for this rivalry over the last few years. Uh, I, I I think it probably should have been a bigger blowout. Um, I just think the trenches are they're they're more competitive than they have been. So credit to U of L on that. I will take the Cats twenty four to seven. Wow. Hmm. What do you think, Scoots? Uh, you want to go first? I'm asking you. All right. I'm gonna break everyone's hearts. I'm going Louisville twenty seven to twenty four. I just I, I don't like your under Roush. I think it's going to go over that. I, I don't know what t- what is telling me to take Louisville here, but uh, they've just been playing a lot better lately. Kentucky, I've kind of lost hope on them. And, yeah, give me the cards. Boo! Boo. <laughs> Anna Scoots took the cards. Can you believe it? What? That's right. I heard that cheer. Come on. Throw up. Throw up. <laughs> oh, man, Scoots. That's so disappointing because here's the thing. I, I really – Ultimately, Kentucky is more talented than Louisville. Louisville is playing more former walk-ons than four-star recruits. Like they just they they've done a good job with transfers, putting some band-aids on things. Um, but they're going to do a lot. Like the stuff that really causes chaos against opponents, Kentucky's seen before. The offensive line is playing better now. I just I, I the when when Louisville slap got a twenty five slap in front of its name, I was like, all right, the cats are winning this. Like, there's no way that Mark Stoops is going to let his team not get up for this game. They're going to be ready. They're going to be ready to rock and roll. And I, I have a feeling that they they actually do convert on one of those early red zone possessions, and then it gets out of hand in the third quarter in a twenty eight to ten win for the Wildcats to end the season on a bright spot with a 7-5 and five record. I'd make a Monday show so much more fun. Uh, we'll see. The Cats have owned the series, but Scoots likes the cards. Hope that hope Scoots is, is wrong. Does the United States shock the world today? 
No. Th- uh, three. No, let's go four two. They lose. Oh, four two. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say two one. Like I just enough to get my hopes up, but they can't get a late goal. I think uh, I think England wins two nothing, but we can't go three across the board. Suck it, Cornwallis. I don't. I think I think United States wins two nothing. I yeah. got an angry heart. USA, USA. Everybody have a great weekend. Go Cats. Be safe. Go USA. And we'll talk about it all on Monday. We'll see you then. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, Big